Maybe it is coming home. Hello, welcome back to uh, the second episode of season two uh, with the geese and myself. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a, a preview of the Euros, considering we're only one day away from the first game. Who is it tomorrow? Turkey, Italy, Turkey, Turkey, Italy. Italy. I th- well, to start start us off with a bit of Euros chat. Uh, Italian team, I think, could be right up there. You've been you've been looking on the social medias, haven't you? Uh, I have. I love it. Sport, a bit look at the Sport Bible. Twenty seven games. Twenty seven games, games unbeaten. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, but Turkey also a bit of the dark horses. They've been playing pretty well. Um, they yeah. beat they beat the Dutch recently, although the Dutch did draw to Scotland, which is kind of suspect, but questionable. Um, yeah, Italy have got good team there, but an aging squad, I'd say. Um, you know, they got the likes of Jorginho, who's been playing quite well for Chelsea recently. They got Mobile, who's been pretty consistent for Lazio over the past few seasons. And they got Donnarumma in goal. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the the young shot stopper. Um, and then they got. I think they might still have Chiellini playing at the back. Bonucci, so the old guard still, you know, running things at the back. You know, they they might have a shot, but I'm, they're still not the Italy of old, and I don't think they'll make it all too far. Who? Which which group are they in? Do you know who they got in the groups? They have got Wales as well, and uh, if if you if you're not thinking Italy are going to finish the tournament on top, who are you expecting to? What to win? Win the yeah to win overall. Should we call it now? Do you want, no, we'll, we'll call we'll call it at the end because we've got we've got a lot to discuss. I oh, think okay. so we've got okay. a lot to discuss. So you know, opinions can change as we debate. But um, yeah, we, we can we can walk through a few a few of the other sporting things that have happened this week actually. Um, in terms of you know the cricket, which I thought you'd be jumping at the bit to talk about. Yeah, but it was just oh, day five was just painful. It was just, it was so never, boring. it was never, uh, cricket is not a boring sport, but day five of that test match was boring. I mean. Okay, we'll have to beg to differ, but. Um... <laughs> it was, it was a long, long last couple of sessions where. Well, it finish on 170 for three, wasn't it? Yeah, something? but it was just, there was just no ambition. I think Dom Sibley, yes, it's good to see him get some runs under his belt. Um, Rory Burns obviously turned up in the first innings. Um but I actually think the highlight of the match was watching Devon Conway's 200 on debut. That is quite remarkable. Yeah, to... I think everyone I was... fell in love with him, didn't they? Yeah, he... he couldn't do any wrong. Even even the home, even the England crowd was. We're cheering. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the biggest cheer was for his 200, followed by. Did you see the video going round of the guy getting getting his poncho on? He put it on back to front, and then he pulled the hood over his head on the front. Um, so I got a big cheer from the Lords crowd, but to go onto that Lords honours board with not just a hundred, a good double hundred sticking on there in your first Test match is a blooming impressive achievement. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I really enjoyed seeing that, and then for all the stick that was going on during the week, and for the amount of press attention, I thought Ollie Robinson was brilliant. I the overs he bowled, he's. He's not uh he's not pace, he's he's not he's nothing express, um, but he is hitting the ground and the amount of wickets he took I, I don't know, I think he finished on seven wickets in the game. Um but it was really yeah. 
I thought that was really impressive. And I really, despite the lack of a spinner, I really like that lineup of having, I, well, I think in the Ashes it might be slightly different, but in that test match they had Broad, Anderson, uh, Mark Wood and Ollie Robinson. So you've got, and, and Root. Um, yeah, but it, it, if we're talking a seam attack, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. looking at if we're looking at the Ashes, we're probably going to see either Broad or Anderson in there. I'd love I think to see. Kind of a given. I'd, I'd, I think it will be one or the other, and I think Mark Wood will be there. I think it. I think Mark Wood and Ollie Stone are probably two quite interchangeable bowlers. The man who's got the stones. <laughs> and uh, they're just, I think they're quite interchangeable. I really like the workhorse nature of Ollie Robinson, who can just bowl overs and overs. And then with Ben Stokes coming back, there's your fourth seamer. And hopefully there'd be a room, there'd be room to take Jack Leach with you because Ben Stokes can bat. But England are so light on batting without Ben Stokes. There is no, they're really struggling to get the balance of the team. I think they were saying, so we're just on uh, the, the morning session of the first test at the minute. And they were saying if all the England team achieve their average, bat their average, England will only score 242, which I think says quite a lot about the inexperience of that side because you've got Zach Crawley, who's so out of form, Dan Lawrence, who hasn't played a massive amount of cricket, Ollie Pope, who's kind of come and gone and then come back again. Um, but thankfully, for the minute at least, Touchwood, Burns and Sibley, uh, 50 opening stand. So hopefully it all, uh, our first innings will fare a little better in this second test. But yeah, I think there's a lot of hope there. Um, but I'm really, I really think England should probably come away with a win this game, I'm hoping, considering New Zealand have made six changes, which is only the second team to have ever made six changes. Well, and they've lost Kane Williamson as well. They've they? lost Kane Williamson. Uh, there's no Colin de Grand on. Mitchell Sant is out. Southie's out. Um, Kyle Jameson's out. It, like The majority of their big-name players are out. Um, so, hopefully, this will be the start of a bit of momentum building ahead of that winter down under, which well, they, they I'm very need much to. looking forward they to. They need to. Indeed, indeed. So, and the T Twenties have just started up, um, which is which is nice to see. So, hopefully, we'll be able to get a little trip down to either the Aegeus or down to Taunton, have a watch of something in the summer. But yeah, no, that's you, um, and uh, yeah, that's the that's kind of the cricket roundup for this week. Uh, listeners will be glad to know. Um, <laughs> uh, we've also had. Uh, hang on, open... Granddad loves the cricket. No, he loves okay. the cricket chat. Uh, well. <laughs> Others, others are a bit more, you know, e- need easing into it, I think. They need to see the exciting side of it, which England aren't quite showing. Um, so, obviously, French Open's currently going on. Um, I watched Djokovic yesterday evening struggle a bit against Berrettini, the, the ninth seed, Italian. Um yeah, do you see on. all the fans had to go home? Yeah, all the yeah. booing. It was quite a spectacle. It's just, it kind of, I think that just kind of embodies the, the like, the restrictions. Like, yeah. it's just so annoying to have to go in a game that lively and, like, embracing. 
almost. Uh, like 11 o'clock, Rona's out, go home. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's the purge is beginning sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, I don't see anyone stopping the Dow. Um, he's... Um, he's he's just got, he's just a force to be reckoned with. Beating Schwartzman in three sets to one yesterday, that is, you know, and he kind of just bulldozes way through. And then Djokovic is some kind of machine, mm-hmm. but the two playing each other in this in the semi final is going to be quite a spectacle. And um, Federer is obviously gone as well. Yeah. well Federer, Federer was having a bit of his injury issues um, after he got tested in five sets. Um, but I mean. It, what was it? His knee, isn't it? So yeah, I think he just wants to rest up for grass um, for 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 yeah, exactly. Wimbledon next month. So um, I, might, I wonder if he'll go to Queens or not. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then also, knows. well, we got that. We got the who's in the other other semi final then? Uh, Ooh, uh, oh, it's oh, Sitsipas and Zverev, 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 yeah, Zverev, yeah. Sitsipas is very. I think Sitsipas will go all the way because he is unreal at the moment. That I watched watched a couple of his get um a couple of the games against um Medvedev. Yeah, and he was just owning the court. Honestly, he was everywhere. He was sliding around the clay, and it was just it made it look quite effortless. So that would be quite a good game. But I still think the Dow will win. Make it. I think he's. I think my dad said yesterday that he'd won 104 of his 107 or 108 games. Oh my word! On at Roland Garros, which That's is an unbelievable stats. Um, it kind of just shows that he is the goat. I mean, of clay tennis. I mean, there's no one better, and I don't think we'll ever see anyone better than Rafael Nadal on the on the court. Um. But yeah, and then also Corey Goff. Okay, I remember watching this girl at the age of fifteen come on to the Wimbledon. Oh, Wimbledon, yeah, I remember. And she that. watched she beat Serena Williams, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. One well, of Venus Williams, and I was thinking, bloody, bloody Nora! Like that is some feat to be at fifteen years old beating one of the former world number ones, one of the best play, one of the best tennis Grand players Slam ever. winner, yeah, and she's. 20, I think she's ranked 25th in the world now at 17, two years later. Yeah. That is, just imagine. Like, Where did we go wrong? We're at Andover yeah. Lawn Tennis Club, not really up to scratch. Or... Yeah, well, I mean, Michael Cook was one another prodigy of them, but he went down a different route. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just literally, where, where are England going with their tennis? Like, we have no one coming up. Like, no. Cam Norrie was a bit of a... Like we yeah. had Joe Conter making inroads, Dan Evans making inroads, Murray's obviously not up to not probably past his first year. Um and then yeah, Dan Evans and we lost Bedinay. Um we've just got, got no one really Heather Watson's not really there. Laura Robson came and went. Yeah, we've got no one coming through the ranks. And I mean British is British tennis dying, really. Well, you can say British tennis is dying, but um, what's the name of the guy that won? Uh, Alfie Hewitt, who won it in a wheelchair, won. Oh the yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, what, world number one, wasn't he as well? Yeah, he's absolutely smashing it. I think he, he won. Out to Alfie Hewitt. He won his third third title at Roland Garros. I'm pretty sure. Third, yeah, Roland Gallas singles singles champion for a third time at the age of twenty three. 
so good, he's isn't doing pretty well, isn't he? So um, yeah, he's he's flying the flag for us at the minute. Um, but a yeah, very lonely flag, a very very lonely. Yeah, flag. unfortunately, unfortunately. What about um, what about looking at the F one? Did you well, see the race? I haven't yeah. seen it. To be fair, I, I watched. I did watch it the other day. Um, well, I watched. I watched like the last few laps when it was kind of going all, all to shit. Really, um, peak tong. Yeah, it was going peak tong. Like, I mean, Hamilton's Hamilton's early break, and it just kind of. I don't quite know what happened. Like. <sighs> He just he just broke he broke and something must have just gone wrong. I think um, he then just kind of continued <laughs> to go straight off the track, uh, and then Verstappen also had an issue with his race. He do- like dominated the race. He passed Hamilton like while he was in the pit stops, and then his left rear tire exploded like that just with five laps to go mm. to take to take his lead in the championship even further. I mean, Hamilton finished fifteenth, I think, in the race, and Verstappen, I don't think, finished. Right. Should we have a look at the? What should we do first, Euros or rugby? We'll do rugby because I think Euros have got a lot more to cover. Um, so we've got the uh, the four finalists for this year's Gallagher Premiership have been confirmed in the shape of. Bristol Bears, Exeter Chiefs, Sale Sharks, and Harlequins. So it's looking like it's going to end up being Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, Sharks, and yeah, Quinn, Chiefs Sales, yeah. Quinns Bristol. So Sale are going to need a bonus point win if they want to go above Exeter, um, and Exeter will need to lose. But I just don't see that quite happening, um, yeah. especially with you know the teams that they'll probably have to play like. Um, especially with the games coming up this weekend um, like I think Bristol are playing London Irish so I think that'll be a comfortable win but London yeah. Irish need a win to get into the Champions Cup because this year yeah. there's eight, eight teams going through to the Champions Cup next year that would be quite an achievement for them I think um, yeah. who knows whether they'll be able to do it I know that unfortunately Gloucester Worcester has been called off because of Covid yeah, Gloucester, so Worcester will get the four points yeah and um who else was playing this weekend? Quinn's Newcastle. Quinn's Newcastle. Um, so I don't see Newcastle winning that. So probably Harlequins will keep the well. Harlequins can't go up or can't go down, so they're in quite a cushy position, knowing that they'll either play Chiefs or Bristol, which will be a big old test for them. But I'd rather That'd take Bristol. I'd rather take Bristol out of the two. Yeah, so would I. Um, so would I. Like, I'd rather yeah, have Bristol. I was watching the rugby highlights the other day. And the commentary on the Bristol game, they're saying, "Oh, the league's best." They haven't won it yet, and they lost to Exeter pretty hard as well. I think the reason they said that. Did you see the uh, Chiefs Saints game last weekend? It was really touch and go, really scrappy from Chiefs. Yeah, but they but... were playing slightly second string. They there were no Dave Ewers, uh, no Johnny Gray. Uh, they were, they were just missing a few. Yeah, but um, they still had a solid backline. They just know how to win. And I mean, it doesn't matter if they're scrappy. It's they're the they are the world's best at scoring from five yards out. Serial winners is what they are. Yeah, they win. No, they seem to win, and I, I think they are the league's best. Chief, there's no one better than Chiefs right yeah. now. Um, 
I mean, yeah. So if I was if I was Harlequins, I'd rather take Bristol over Chiefs. But I don't see London Irish pulling out a shock result and Bristol like they kind of did. Wasn't it against Bristol when they drew 33-all when we watched? Yes, that was a thriller. That was yeah. a good game. Tom Parson scoring in the... In the dying last moments, dying yeah. moments, um, and then also oh, Bath, Bath playing Northampton State. I think that's kind of a dead rubber, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think they're both. Uh, well, a Bath through to champions. No, so if, if London, if Bath lose and London Irish win, win. then Bath won't go through to the champions because Sa- um, Saints are confirmed in the Champions Cup next year. They are indeed. Yeah, I think they finished um, fifth. Yeah, so that's um, they. They'll be good games to look forward to. Uh, the following weekend um, and on the topic of rugby just before we started recording today Eddie Jones has dropped a large is it 32 man squad something like that um, yeah it's quite large yeah. quite a large of a preliminary squad looking ahead to this summer with the England A fixture against Scotland A and then the two tests against the USA and Canada um Loads of uncapped players in there, some of whom have only had a couple of premiership games under their belt. Um, but really nice to see the names of uh, like Freddie Stewart, Josh Bassett is in there, Miles ben Spencer. Reed, Ben Spencer's back. Um, a few names left out for the summer. Uh, no Johnny May to be seen, no George Ford, uh, no Ollie Thorley. Uh, who who could be a few to miss out, but there are still some good names in there. Joe Cook and the Seagulls back in there. Tom Parton, uh, Callum Chick. So it'll be it'll be nice to see them. Ted Hill is back, which I think is a great recall. Um, so it'll be interesting. Experimental, to see experimental. Yeah. Whether they actually play, I'm not so sure because he's going to update the squad after the semis and the final. And there are quite a lot of players like Slade to come in. I think will come. I think will come in. Do you I think? think- I think he'll be hungry to play. I don't see. I think Slade will be wanting to prove a point. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so he'll whereas, be match ready. If yeah. Whereas I don't think Johnny May and George Ford. I don't think they got hit as hard. I don't think they were all anywhere like in contention anywhere near yeah. as much as Henry Slade was. I think he'll want to come back and be a leader in that team. So I think we'll see him come back in. I think it'll be really interesting to watch those two semis in the final and. Who, who England do go with because there there could be some names that just will never play for England again and then there are going to be some that could be 50, 100 caps because considering how young some of those players are Freddie yeah. Stewart who knows Jacob Umunga like what what could be in five years time they could be scoring goals scoring well not scoring goals scoring tries yeah, kicking points very wrong sport especially yeah, for you yeah. that's quite shocking. shocking field goals whatever you want to call yeah, yeah. Like. Um, yeah. <laughs> who knows but that would be a really interesting summer of rugby outside of the Lions so the main talk of events main, main event for this week Euros Europa. The no no <laughs> the Euros <laughs> the Euro the Euro millions Gareth Southgate's Eurovision. Hopefully England will get a few a bit more of a backing this year. The UK the UK going through with three teams to the Euros this year. Um you know the you know UK UK's putting all participants into the, the vision. Um, whether or not we'll come out with 
the win. I doubt anything to show. Who knows? Who like knows? You, maybe like you said maybe earlier, it is coming home. Like you said earlier, Italy might get another Euro win. We we don't <laughs> know. Um, but I mean, England squad. Let's let's start off with the England squad. Let's have a look at the squad. Well, Trent Trent. Missed that. Obviously, Trent's injured, which is, I think, quite a big loss to England. He is probably one of the leading right-backs in the world right now. Um, that said, if there's anywhere you can afford for someone to not be there... <laughs> yes, having four right-backs. Yeah, that, they are covered. That is, that is, that is the, the light, I think. The, the silver lining of him being knocked out. It makes, it, it makes Gareth Southgate's headache a bit easier. So um, what what do you think come Saturday, Sunday first game? Um, what do you think the lineup is going to be? So well, Pick, Pickford in goal. I think Pickford will start. Maguire will not be fit enough. No. So I think we'll play a back three. I think he'll. I think Gareth will want to start with. See that it's that it's that it's that right centre back. So we'll start with a three at the back. I think so. It'll be Tyrone Mings on the left. And it will be Stones in the middle. Stones in the middle, that's what I was going to say. And then and right centre-back is either going to be James or Walker. Yeah. Um, I think he'll go Walker. Yeah, myself. I think he'll go Walker, because Walker's probably got a bit more experience there. I and think that's what he'll want. He's got incredible games as well. Yeah. Um, and he's got, yeah, he's got the experience. Um, and then I, th- I think the left mid position, the left wing-back role, is up for contention. Because I think I really, really like Chilwell. And I think he's very consistent, and I think he's very reliable. Hasn't and he played? See, he's he's played that kind of similar position at Chelsea, has he not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then Luke Shaw, the season he's had, you can't really not include him. Mm. So that's another headache. That's another nice headache for Gareth Southgate to have. But I think I prefer Chilwell there purely because of the consistency and his his ability to you know, run up and down his link play with Mason Mount because Mason Mount is a certified assurance in that team. Um, he'll be he'll be I just think Chilwell will will perform. Yeah. It could exactly. it could be Especially against Croatia, like the likes mm. I think I think I'm not sure he's in their squad, but last time we played them they had people like Perisic, Ivan Perisic who loves to run. So mm-hmm. and they've got Orsic as well who's very, very quick bloke. So I mean, I think Chilwell may be a bit more mobile, yeah. Um, and he's come up against more of the world's best, maybe perhaps, and Shaw has. So in recent in recent weeks, in terms of the Champions League and stuff like that. Um, and then I think centre midfield will be Declan Rice and Mason Mount. Without doubt, I think that. Well, to be fair, they because they've left out Lingard, left out James Ward Prowse. There's not a huge amount to pick from. They've got seven midfielders in the squad, um, which is, I don't know, which might be poor judgment, I feel. Cause they, I seven? Think they, I think it's less than that. No, so you've got um, you've got yourself, Declan, Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, um, Calvin Phillips, Bellingham, Mason Mount and um, Phil Foden. Actually, does Phil Foden count as forwards? Maybe. I, I think he's probably under the forwards category. So wait, Declan Rice one, yeah. John Henderson two, um, Calvin Phillips, um, Mason, Mason Mount, Mount, Bellingham, Bellingham. Uh, it's probably yeah, it's probably just about five. Five, yeah. But it's I, not I many. He'll be, 
he'll be relying upon Rice and Mount because I think those two lads can play a whole game. To be fair, yeah. I think if you're going to make a sub in any positions, they'll want to make a sub up top or those two wing backs because they've got the depth there to cut, bring on fresh legs and bring on a quality in that position. The right, the right half player, I think he'll start with Trippier and leave okay. James out. Yeah. Purely because experience, I think you know, playing in big tournaments, you don't want you want to start off, Pete. Yeah, because Tri- Trippier was a bit of a stalwart of twenty eighteen. Yeah, he, he was. He was a big, play, big player in that in that team. And then up, I think up front, it will be. I think the fans want to see Grealish, Kane, and Foden up top. But I think it will be Grealish, Kane, and Rash um, and Rashford or Sterling. Um, I don't think Foden will start. I think he'll come on a bit later. I think that I think it'll be one where the forwards will be picked off a bit of experience. Because um, if you look at the rest of the squad we've picked, okay, Pick, Pickford's had a fair bit of experience. Uh, John Stones has, but without like people like Luke Shaw, Maguire, Henderson. It's quite youthful. Yeah, um, no, this is a lot of this is a lot of their first big major tournament. Um, yeah, exactly. So Ming's first major tournament, Mason Mount, Declan Rice, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, all um, Marcus Rashford, believe it or not, this is his first major tournament. Jaden Sancho, Saka, um, well, yeah, Saka, of course. Um, also another midfielder, Calvert Lewin. Um, Cal- yeah, Calvert Lewin, Reese James, Bellingham. Um, you know, it's there's not a lot. There's Connor, not Connor there. Cody, Ben White. There's loads. So Jack Grealish and Phil Foden have been put down as midfielders for this tournament. Right. Okay. Up here. So, yeah. I mean, that's who I think they'll start with purely because I mean, I think that's it's a it's a game. It's a mixture of finesse style and experience I think I think Harry Kane's going to be a big game big player for England this tournament yeah. Jack Grealish I think will come come on leaps and bounds I wouldn't be surprised if he got linked with a move abroad after if he plays well yeah um, yeah I think I well, I think word on Harry Kane is with everything at Tottenham looking pretty shaky he'll want to really stamp his mark and get the attention of get the move Force get, a move through, yeah. yeah. Get get those European and he won't, kind of he won't, big, he'll, big clubs having a look at him. He'll want to put the the top goal scorer of the World Cup behind him. I think at the Golden Boot of the World Cup because I think I think he scored mainly penalties. I think he'll want to push forward and score a few goals. Show but, that he's a threat. Yeah, show that he's goal. more. Yeah. Show that he's just more than just a poacher, header, or, header, and a penalty taker. Yeah, like, exactly. He can. He he needs to be better. Yeah. I agree. So, should we um, should we pick out a few highlights and predictions? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, would you like Would so, you like to predict your your winner? I think there's a, there's ooh. quite a few. There's quite a few going around. Well, I think I think the winner is going to come from. I, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't know the letter of the group, but whoever has got Germany, Portugal, France. And is it Hungary in there as well? Yeah, poor Hungary. I, poor Hungary. I think the winner will come from there. And 
reasoning for that is quite often in a major tournament, if you get a stuttery start, you need to win your first game. You need to win your first game. You need to win your first game. And then if you've had a really easy group, if you've flown through the group stages, where's the competition? Like if you if you were in a group against the likes of, I don't know, just minor countries like Finland and Hungary and Wales or I'm looking at the groups right now. This groups of Netherlands, Austria, North Macedonia, Ukraine. Netherlands aren't in great form, but if they didn't make it through that group, you'd be like, "What is what, going on?" That is the weakest wrong? group of them all. And then you've got people like you've got a group like Poland, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, which is all a bit like niche at the moment. Um, and then Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. I mean, I think the big, the the main group, the most difficult group in that is clearly France, Germany, Hungary, Portugal. Yeah, that's really major. I... I think whoever I don't know who's the first game. Who's the first like big matchup in that one? I think it's Portugal Germany. Portugal Germany. Okay, say uh, it is I Portugal th- Germany. I think that might be on Monday. I want to say. Uh, no, Tuesday is France Germany. Tuesday France Germany. Okay, there we go. Winner of that will win the tournament. You heard it here first. I don't. Do you want think- I don't think Germany have a hope and a prayer. Um, I know they've got a good young squad, but Timo Werner's still not there. He's still not all there. And, I mean, they've got quite an ageing squad. Um, and they did lose, I think, what was it, 7-1 to Spain a few, only a few months ago, which shows they're not prepared. And France have just come out this France have come out with a bit of unrest as well over the last couple of days with Giroud and Mbappe having a bit of a feud. Um, so there is potential unrest there. And I mean, I think France has got two... I think, who was I reading up on? I think it was Micah Richards. Um, he said there's too many egos in that squad. And that leads to other questions like, oh, who's going to take the penalty? Who's going to take that free kick? Mm. Um, there's two big names and too many egos in there. I know you have Angolo Kante, who's a sweetheart of the world at the moment, but there's you've got Pogba, you've got Griezmann, you've got Mbappe, you've got Giroud, you've got Benzema. There's so many huge names in there who are all good at what they do, but they're all good at pretty much similar things. So, I don't know. I... I I want to be hopeful, and I want if I was, I want to be hopeful and say England should England should on paper be. I think they're fate. I think they're maybe one of the favourites. I'm pretty sure. Let's have a look at the odds. I think they are favourites, maybe with the squad they have. So if you weren't English, if you aren't English, you're probably thinking England will win the Euros. Like looking at their squads, looking at the talents they have up front, it's com- it's compa- it's comparable to. France's quite comfortably. Um, okay, so the favourites are France, yeah. nine to two, England are at five to one, Belgium at six to one, Germany eight to one, Italy eight to one, Portugal eight to one, Spain eight to one. Yeah. Okay. Well, but like, like, yeah, like I'm saying, I think if you aren't English and knowing England's history of bottling, bottling things, you'd think, yeah, they have a good chance outside, but then. I think France still with their even with their egos, Belgium have a shot, but 
I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to be that classic English bloke before a major tournament and go, I think England have a shot to bring us home. So you think it is coming home? Yeah, I think I think it. I think there's a big chance. Um, Brilliant. Okay. Should, should we should we leave that there on on that high note? Yeah, on that high. Um, um, I'm gonna fizz you a few questions. Yeah. On what you're expecting from the tournament. So, we've done the winners. Best player. Who's gonna come out with as as being the best player? Who's gonna have stolen the headlines? I think the. De Bruyne, if he comes back, mm-hmm. um, I think Jack Grealish probably will come out with um, a big, big star on his big star on his. Well, maybe not on his badge, but he'll get a star sticker. I think um, yeah. in the sticker book. Uh, I think there'll be. I think Kylian Mbappe, but I think you know Mason Mount will have a big part to play in England's performances, but it all depends on how they get on. Um, but I'm, I think I'll say Kylian Mbappe purely because I think he, he's already performed in the big games and he's pretty unreal at the moment. He's pretty unstoppable. The most expensive player in world football at the moment. Okay, so best young player. Phil Foden. Phil Foden, despite not Phil starting. Foden. No, but I think he'll start the second game or the third game. He might have a few cameos, but he. Do, I think we've seen enough of him this season doing cameos off the bench and performing. Or even Billy Gilmore for Scotland. I know he, got, yeah. he, might, he might have got a bit injured the other night, but he had a spectacular game for Scotland in the in the 25 minutes he played. And everyone was saying, I was looking through the tweets and stuff, seen enough from Billy Gilmore, he's in my team for Monday. So, if he start, if he need, he needs to start, I think if Scotland, if Scotland start him, then they have a, they have a decent midfield of McTominay, McGinn and Gilmore. Um, so, we'll have to wait and see, but I think Phil Foden has got the stardom in his eyes. Okay. Um, biggest flop? Griezmann. Nice. Surprise country? Turkey, I think. Turkey. Okay. Turkey or maybe Scotland. I don't know. I, Poland? I think... Poland will have a shout? Nah, not Poland. I don't think Poland will have a shout. Uh, I think, yeah. I think it'll be Turkey. I think they've got quite a good squad at the moment. Okay. And surprise player? Um... That's a different. That's quite a difficult one. I think Eden Hazard has he been selected? If he's been, if Eden Hazard has been selected, then I think he will have quite a big part to play. Let's have a look at the squad. Yeah, I think he might come back and bounce back. Um. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, I he's think Ian Hazard yeah. will be a surprise player. Okay, um, nice shot. playing with that Belgium squad, so... Okay, yeah. and then who's winning the Golden Boot? I think Kano. Kano? I think the group, the group that we've got 
kind of suits him. And also the players he's got around him also suit him. For his for, okay. his, for his predatorial style, I think they suit him down to the ground, really. Yeah. He'll be sitting on the edge of that six-yard box and putting them... Putting yeah, them Grealish will put, be putting balls in. Shaw, Chilwell, James, Trippier, they'll all be swinging balls in. I think he'll he'll find space. He always finds space. And to finish top goal scorer and top assists, you know, he's he's got it in the locker. To, to be one of the greats, I think, he just needs to be at a better club. OK, so that rounds off our Euros chat for the preview. Hiya. You both see why George caught me in the night for a few seconds apart. Is something going on? That is because you, Caitlin, are part of the Pair of Pundits quiz, the quick bar quiz this week. Oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Um, so it never listens to one until next time. Oh, right, OK. Well, oh, we don't need that. We don't oh, need that. That is horrible. I'll listen to one. No, you won't. Like. No, you won't. You're just, a, no, you're just a bad friend to both George and I. I'm your best friend, just don't lie. Oh, God. Yes, of course, of course. Pipey fresh. Pipey Pipe. fresh. <laughs> um, for listeners, uh, we have Caitlin Polly on. Uh, Caitlin, would you like to give a your name and your age, please? Your name and your age, please? Um, hey, I'm Caitlin, everybody. I'm 19. She's 19. What a, what a Sporting young... confession. Yeah, would you have a sporting profession? Yeah. Oh no, but I do have a good profession from last night. No, no one wants to. Go on, go on, go on. Okay, right. Go on, okay. So I got back blacked out, um, and I was in my bed, and apparently I come to La Fralda, and I'm just in my pants and bra walking around outside asking for a pint. Oh my god. (laughs) Caitlin, you do realise like thousands of people listen to the podcast. Yeah, K- Caitlin's Caitlin's Instagram is caitlin.polly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, and she's she's a, she's a sponsored athlete, everyone. So this this is going to lose her a sponsorship probably. She's big time. Um, so Caitlin, we would we'd like to ask you a few questions. Um, we currently one is the one aren't the correct answer is the one to beat. Um, courtesy of James Benali. James Benali. Um, so, question one. George, would you like to ask the first question? Uh, let's go for it. Okay, question one. Where did the England football team play their recent friendlies? Oh, who's going to know that? Um, Germany. Okay. okay. Uh, Premiership rugby team. You don't know any rugby teams. Oh yes, Sale Sharks. Um, yeah, you only, Bri- you only need to name one. You only need to name one. <laughs> One's okay. fine. One's fine. Which British grass tennis tournament precedes Wimbledon? Oh, um, I don't know. I'm gonna go with the French Open, but who knows? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> name three first-class cricket counties. Lancashire. Guys, what's good cricket teams? Lancashire, good cricket teams. Yorkshire, one more. Huh? Hampshire. 
Ad, no, you go for it, Goose. Adam Peaty competes in which sport, Caitlin? Swimming. Which country hosted the 2018 Football World Cup? Oh, no, because I got drunk. <laughs> I know that one. I'm, I'm sensing a theme. Um, where was the 2018 football? No, Caitlin, you can't phone a friend. No conferring. Phoning a friend. Where was it? Oh, don't make me this thing. Yeah, the 2018 football world was it held. Was it? No, it wasn't, was it? Oh, no, no. I didn't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, Caitlin, next question. Next question. Name the Team GB rower who's married to Steve Backshaw. Helen Glover. Who was the last winner of the Euros in 2016? England lost it. Um, France. Name a Formula One track that's run on city streets. Monaco. Who was suspended from cricket this week after historical racist and sexist tweets were found on their Twitter? Anderson. Mm-hmm. Poor bloke, Anderson. Right, Caitlin, that's ten questions up. Um, we'll run. Pretty through. good, I'd say. Yeah, you did. You did quite well. Um, yeah, we'll just run through them. Uh, so. England played their most recent friendlies at Riverside in Middlesbrough, so not Germany. <laughs> not Germany. Um, name one Gallagher Premiership rugby team. You said Sale Sharks after a bit of help. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't know what. Never mind. Carry on. Okay, well that's you know that's one. Um, which British Grass tennis tournament precedes Wimbledon? Well, British but, Grass does yeah, kind French, of. I don't not... think that. I don't think the French Open is in Britain, <laughs> and I don't think it's a grass <laughs> tournament. <laughs> um, so you didn't get that one. Uh, it would be the answer would be Queens. Hello. The answer would be Queens. Oh, okay. Um, and Adam Peaty competes in wi- uh, Hang on. name three you've, first you've, class you've, Yeah. Um, that was all good. Yeah, Yorkshire, yeah, Lancashire, Hampshire. Right. Very good. Um, which country hosted the twenty eight? Oh, I keep missing this one. Adam Peaty competes in which sport? You said swimming. That was correct. Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, Which country hosted the 2018 Football World Cup? It wasn't Brazil. um, (laughs) It was Russia. Uh, Um, The number seven about who's married to Steve Backshaw, Helen Glover, correct? Yeah. Who was the last winner of the Euros in 2016? You said France, correct? Um, Name an F1 track that's on city streets. Monaco is correct. Um, number ten, who was suspended from cricket after historical and racist, sexist, tw- historically racist and sexist tweets were found on their Twitter. It's Ollie Robinson, not Jimmy Anderson. Um, <laughs> well, if he's listening, he'll love that. Jimmy um, and her son. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy and our son. Um, so, how many was that? How many should we finish on? One, two, three, four, five. Six. Six out of ten. That is a solid effort. That is a solid effort, Caitlin. Um, no, I think... Sh- oh, yeah, six. Yeah, six, six. yeah. Um, well, that is quite quite a decent effort. We were not quite expecting that from you, Caitlin, so... Well, that's a bit hurtful. Well, we, you know, you were blacked out this morning, so, you know... True. Bra- brain cells were lost. Brain cells were lost. <laughs> no, they were. Um, OK, well, if you say so. Um... Well, thank you for joining us, Caitlin. Um, thank you very much. I'm going to go eat my shin chickens now. Okay, I do remember asking. Um, 
Uh, and enjoy your evening tonight. I will. I uh, wait till like Trump. Yeah, you already leave. You um so uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. Lots of bye, love. Caitlin. Thank you. Love you, boys. Bye. There we go. Well, that was Caitlin Polly on on a mad one by the sounds of it. Yeah, but... clearly. No shock there. At least as a goose. No, well, God, there's only one of those, but there's only one of them around. <laughs> oh dear. Well, that was a, a pretty impressive effort from uh from Caitlin there. I reckon she's probably probably mid table, probably qualifying for the uh for the she's... Champions League. Yeah, no, she's I think she's third at the moment. But... Yeah, no, uh, yeah, third at the moment in Great the quick performance. fire quiz. Uh, so Sam Holloway's currently tops it with 10. Um, I don't think anyone's beating that. Uh, <laughs> Tom Swanson with eight, Kate with six, Michael Cook with four, Phoebe Lishman with four, um, and James Benali and Flo, um, Flo Clifton both on one. Whereas uh, there's still plenty to play for in uh, episode three next week, as we will cover the first few first few games from the European Championships. We'll wrap up on the French Open, and we'll have some more lovely cricket chat, which I bet the listeners cannot wait for, um, as we we look ahead to the one day white ball cricket. Um, what else will have happened? We'll be yeah, we'll be right in time for the uh, semi-finals of the Gallagher Prem. So we've got all that to look forward to. Um, but unless you've got anything else for this week, Goose, so I reckon we're done. No, that's all good. I think we've we've talked everyone's ears off today. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Well, thanks for listening again once again, guys. Have a cracking week and we'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Cheers, thank you.